Welcome in to Potty Podcast Football. I am Dan with me as always is Andy. And today we're in the second week of playoffs. We only have four games, but we also have kind of a roundup of what has been going on with the coaching carousel because there's been a lot of names been thrown out there. Um, there's been some coordinators let go, some hired. Uh, we don't have any head coaches that have committed yet, but we've had a few candidates say that they're committed to not uh, moving on. So, um, Let's start with that, just because we went over a lot of the top head coaching candidates and kind of some background on them last week. Uh, this week, we got, for sure, Ben Johnson is returning to the Lions. Apparently, the Lions fans um, photoshopping incriminating photos of him has worked, and he will return as their offensive coordinator. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. <laughs> no uh, yeah, I am t- I'm torn up. I, I really am. This is This is one of the dudes I really wanted, but... All I can say, so two things. One, like uh, I think you mentioned this, but um, he got an enormous raise uh, mm-hmm. with the Lions, so they paid him the fat stacks uh, to come back. But I also think that maybe because his interviews, he interviewed with most of them, like right out the gate, like a, a couple weeks ago, I guess now, and uh, I feel like maybe he got the sense that he wasn't ready. Yeah, and, and that's why he went back pretty quickly because this happens a lot like D'Amico Ryan's last year Jonathan Gannon last year you hear about it all the time a lot of the uh, uh, Giro Enviro (laughs) whatever his name is Uh, this year I've been heard the same thing about where uh, they go out first to interview uh, for the head coaching spots and typically uh, they don't they they go back their first year because they they get an idea what they're going to be asked to be a head coach and what they need to know and what they don't know, where their blind spots are uh, that first year. And then they go back and then they come back out the next year uh, after learning. And it looks like through a press conference with D'Amico Ryans, he did the exact same thing. Uh, and then I've heard about Ajiro Aviro. Uh, no, that's wrong. Uh, no, that, you're right. Ajiro uh, Aviro. Oh, did I? Okay. Yeah. Well, they, they've said kind of the same thing about him, that, that he, everyone is extremely impressed with him, but he's probably not quite ready yet yeah. as far as he doesn't know like the whole staffing considerations and things like that. So, yeah. uh, so I think, yeah, I think Gannon and... and uh, Kafka and Steichen. D'Amico. And... Well, oh, okay. Gannon and D'Amico went back. They came out last year, tried. Oh, back. Okay. Now, I think, now I think they're ready. Okay. Steichen might be in that same situation where... He needs to go back next year, and 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 who knows? But uh, Ben Johnson, I think that's definitely what the case was. I think he realized quickly he wasn't ready, he wasn't going to be a finalist, and he just went on back. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, Sean Payton has been interviewing quite a bit, um, and oh. apparently he came out and said uh, that sometimes when you interview, you can kind of tell that there's chaos behind the scenes even when you only do a zoom call and the only team he did a zoom call with was the texans so that's about on par um but <laughs> it seems like so you were saying to me earlier before we started recording that he has postponed the carolina interview um and it's because yeah. you and i think that the denver job is the one he's going to take uh he a lot of people thought that that was his number one that's kind of what he was wanting the whole time i think a lot of this was he was going to interview with a few different ones but i think the i mean the bronco one is the most turnkey ready 
franchise and you've got the the backing of Walmart paychecks to kind of take care of everything else. So um, it makes sense that that's kind of where he would go. And I think they're going to announce that um, uh, this afternoon, uh, Friday, yeah. if you guys don't know. So that's, that's kind of where I'm thinking with that is. I think Gannon, Sykin, Kafka are still in the mix. Dan, Qu- Dan Quinn just interviewed with someone recently he's uh for the he where did he interview with i know it wasn't atlanta but he had co- he, he did interview who, who for the head that? coach dan quinn yeah he interviewed for uh the colts that's who it and, was and yeah and uh, uh the cardinals want to interview him yeah so uh i mean it kind of makes sense yeah but, uh He's been a head coach before. He did well with Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and then things kind of went off the rails. I don't know if that's completely on him. He's always he's. You're going to have a good defense. The, at least you know that. Yeah, I mean he's doing well with the Cowboys too. So yeah, are you with the Cowboys still right now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, yeah, that's that's really not a bad person to bring in either. But um... especially with someone like the Cardinals, just because their offense, they've got a, a high flying offense. Um, they just their defense is so bad, and I think he can kind of help shore that up. They'll have to move to a four three though. He's not really. Oh no, I mean he's done three four as well. So, but I agree with you. I, th- I think there's plenty of OC candidates out there that mm-hmm. would look at the Cardinals and say, "I can fix that." Yeah, <laughs> you know. But uh, but yeah, they they need a mastermind on defense to get that back on track. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that's about everything with the head coaching candidates. I think we're going to hear Sean Payton. Today, I don't remember if we said, but Jen Harbaugh said he's going to return to Michigan. Um, I kind of think this was a let's see if Michigan will pay me a little bit more kind of <laughs> endeavor. That or I'm Jim Harbaugh. I'm going to call the Broncos and they're going to hire me to, by noon because I tell them to and give them my number. Yeah. And that didn't happen. He went, hey, Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think if he wanted to, I think the Colts would have taken him and been happy about it. Um, he used yeah, to be a quarterback for them. I could see him returning there uh, and Ursay salivating to bring him back. I think you're overestimating the Jim Mercy effect. Uh, I, 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 it's. I mean, how do you not? It's. <laughs> well, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, you say if he wanted to. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he wanted to. I guess is my point. I don't, I don't think anybody wants to go there. And now we got news leaked this yesterday that uh, the real reason. And I remember I was in the camp. Everybody thought Josh McDaniels was so unprofessional because he accepted a job with the Colts as their head coach. And a week later, he backs out and then re-signs a contract with the the Patriots to stay. And everyone was like, wow, that's so unprofessional to take the job and then back out that quickly. And and now reports come out that uh, it was partly under the urging of his wife that they had. uh, They they agreed to the terms Then Jerry Mercy came out and and came to their house and that just his behavior was so out there and odd and it says including a very uncomfortably long amount of time in the bathrooms <laughs> for whatever take from that what you will uh well that, that combined like, with the fact that this is a man who got pulled over by the cops and they did, weren't sure if he was on the way to or on the way from a drug bus or a drug buy because he had so much drugs and money in his car yeah and so i, I and she's like honey you're not uh, you're not taking this job <laughs> And, and so you had to yeah wait out. for something more stable like the Raiders yeah 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 I mean if you, 
if he makes your wife uncomfortable, like that's that's not a good start. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I told now now I mean I retroactively want to apologize to Josh Daniels because I, I I totally wasn't in that belief that he was being kind of an unprofessional d bag. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm like, nope, no, he was not. No. So, um, good for him. I, I would uh, I a I wouldn't want to live in Indianapolis. B I wouldn't want to have Jim Irsay as a boss. C I don't yeah. want to go to the Colts. They have an ugly uniform. <laughs> that is another one. And. By the way, I uh, just wanted to throw out there for potential candidates for head coaches that we haven't talked about yet is there's a newly available Byron Leftwich and Greg Roman. Yeah, so that's right. Both both were left go. Uh, Byron Leftwich from Tampa, uh, who was a huge head, head coach candidate last year. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were, were kind of high on his ability. Um, I'm sure this year offensively, it hurt his chances. But, I mean, you've said it since day one. You've been harping all year. Of course, they're not playing well offensively. All their linemen are hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's it's kind of hard to play without no line. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he gets, oh, you know, OC job somewhere else, or if he gets some head coaching opportunities based on some of the leadership things we've heard about the guy. Yeah, I'd be interested to see if I think the Byron Leftwich thing was um, a plea to get Tom Brady to stay. He's kind of he's griped about some of the coaching decisions. We saw Bruce Arians go up to the the front office, yeah. which doesn't make sense for Bruce Arians at all. Um, no. So I think some of this is a last-ditch effort to keep Tom Brady and be like, "Hey, listen, we're bringing all your offensive linemen back." You know, I think he's gone. I wouldn't be. I think he ends up with the Raiders. And I, if I'm the Buccaneers, oh, really? I blow that up, and I mm. because I think Tom Brady would like to go back with Josh McDaniels. I mean, they've got enough weapons there. They need to improve the offensive line and the defense, but. I could see him. I don't know. I feel like I could see him in Vegas or somewhere out in that area. That's interesting. Uh, one, one more though before we move on from mm-hmm. this. Uh, uh, the Dolphins also fired their defensive coordinator, Josh Boyer. Yeah. Um, so I mean, they had a bad defense. Yeah. Yeah. They had a really yeah, bad they defense did this year. Yeah, and, and they had all the all the players you could hope for. I mean, right? very I mean, I similar to last year's with Brian Flores, who had a great defense but no offense, and now you kind of see the inverse of that. Well, now last year though, last year the Dolphins had a really stout defense. Too. That's what I'm saying with Brian was Flores. Was that Flores last year? Yep, this was the first year of Mike McDaniel. Well, this, okay, fair, but Boyer was also the DC there last year, the last two years. So this, okay, this was, but this still, was Brian Flores is the is a defensive minded coach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, well, I guess we'll. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll see see if he gets another job somewhere else. But that'll be a. I would think that'd be a big ticket, defensive coordinator landing spot. Like like I could even see a current DC somewhere leaving to go to Miami to be the DC. I mean, just yeah. the the talent they have on that roster defensively. You and I have joked about it being one, maybe one of the best on paper there is. Like it's just. They're loaded everywhere, and they've got some early picks this year. Like, oh, well, nope, nope, nope. They lost their first. They round lost pick. their first round pick. Well, not only that, <laughs> still, not only that, they lost their first round pick, but also you're going to want to go to a winner. That's a tough division with a quarterback that you're not sure of. Uh, are you not sure? I'm just curious how you feel about two, two right I now. think he's. I think he's got some talent. The problem is that offense lies very much on timing, and the 49ers kind of figured that out. So they would they would jam their receivers right off the start so it threw off the timing and then ever since then you've kind of seen that's how it's worked for the the dolphins they've they've reworked some of that stuff 
but I also don't think Tua can stay healthy. I mean, he was injured. He had a hip injury at the, last, the end of his uh, his college career, and he's been injured quite a bit this year. I mean, he's had what three concussions in this season? That is terrifying. That no, I wouldn't feel, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't feel comfortable rolling back out with him. And then, so you're you're left with Teddy Bridgewater, Water, who's also often injured, and then Skylar Thompson, who is uh, a very young, inexperienced, more of a running back than a quarterback. I mean, he played well against the Bills um, in that last that playoff game, but. I, I don't. I would be worried about the the Dolphins because I think they're going to have to. I think they're going to have to make some big moves um, in the I mean, offseason. It's been so. So another news article yesterday was that Lamar Jackson wants to find a way to get to the Dolphins this year. Yeah. So that could be a really big move. <laughs> yeah. Where they flip Lamar Jackson for Tua and whatever else you know they get for him, uh, probably lots of picks. But uh, for Tua, you think you get a lot of picks for Tua? No, for Lamar Jackson. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I think, I think Baltimore would get Tua and then like two firsts and a second and a third. Maybe. Well, I, I wonder know. how that works. I mean, if they decide to, John, uh, Jim Harbaugh has come out quite a bit and saying Lamar is our quarterback for the future. Um, but he's the coach. He doesn't really, I mean, that's what he wants. He kind of has to. But yeah, but the, the GM and the owner are going to say, do we want to pay, do we want to tag this guy and pay him $45 million? Or do we want to throw a ton of money at him when we just paid Roquan Smith, five, you know, five years, a hundred million dollars? And yeah, I mean, I mean, best case scenario, you can keep him two more years anyway because mm-hmm. he wants out. If he wants out, he's getting out, and you can tag him twice. Yeah, um, but, my, but think about how much expensive that would be next year. If it's forty-five uh, million tag, this year, a second tag would be like oh, over sixty. Yeah, because I think it goes up twenty percent. Yeah, right? you have to give you have to give the average of the top five plus twenty percent or or maybe it's twenty percent above the previous year. I forget. I mean, Kirk Cousins. 20%. I think Kirk Cousins ended up getting like, I think it was like forty or fifty million when he was tagged a second time, and that's yeah. Because I'm super shocked it's forty five. Because Mahomes and Watson both have right at fifty a year. Um, so I'm surprised it's only forty five. Well, the, I, I yeah, I don't know who the others. I don't know who the third one is, but I mean, yeah, I guess not. Oh, uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen's got to be three. Because he just got re-upped a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, doesn't matter who the other. But are. regardless, it's forty-five million. Do you want to pay? Yeah. Do you want to pay a tag of forty-five million, or do you want to try and figure this thing out uh, for the long run? Because it seems like Lamar is done in Baltimore. Yeah, from his I, I th- tweets that are hit. I mean, the crypticness of it um, is uh, hit and miss on these, but it's, it seems pretty obvious he wants to be done with Baltimore and wants to the go back to Florida where he's from. The interesting part, though, is. If you tag him and then trade him, the tag is still that's that's mandatory paid by the team. Mm-hmm. So so you can't just it, it's harder to tag and trade than you think. Like the the reality is you'd have to you'd have to work out a deal with another team that we're going to trade him based on you know a sign and trade. <laughs> they have ways of doing sign and trades. It would have to basically be like an NBA sign and trade. Um, which I think is possible. Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of money, man. That's going to be a big figure. And I, I just feel like personally, that's got to be a really, really hard contract to agree on, to agree on. Don't you think? Like, well, well, and, and he, his mom is his agent. So I don't so, know. Yeah. I, I have no idea oh, if Jesus. that makes things better or worse, but I'm saying, I'm going to say worse. <laughs> yeah. But because I mean, you and I, 
would probably get in a knockdown drag, uh, drag out fight over what he's worth, and we're not even personally invested. Yeah, right? <laughs> because I mean, I mean, really, like I, I joke that you know, uh, you know, he he he's this, he's that, you know, but he's been a glorified running back for four years no. on top of. His first year, I, his first the year, ball. and then he has transitioned. He, he, his passing has gotten Hold better on, and better let every me year. Finish my sentence. Oh, fine. I'm saying he has run the ball a ton and been tackled a ton. I'm not saying he's only a running back. The guy can throw, but my point is, he's taken a ton of hits and his body has taken a huge toll over the last four years, and five years because this is fifth year option, right? Mm-hmm. So five years, dude. His body's going to be pretty jacked up like that portion of his game maybe has two years left like that he can run that much like yeah. he's gonna have to transition to strictly a passing quarterback at some point like within reason within reason his game is gonna have it's gonna have to, he's gonna have to pull lebron he's gonna have to completely change how he plays the game of football moving forward if you're gonna sign a five six year deal for 50 million dollars a year like i'm just i can't justify giving the dude 50 million a year like you know like mahomes even though he's extremely electric, a huge portion of his electricity <laughs> is that uh, is that his run game is insane. But he does not have four more years of that kind of running on his body. I don't think. How old is he? Uh, he just turned. He just turned twenty six uh, on this this yeah, month. Twenty six. All right, maybe. That's the maybe thing. Is, just... That's the thing is, I could I would pay I could pay him five million, um, especially like say you're the well, let's just say the Texans just for the sake just because we know they're their situation a little bit better. If you're the Texans, you front load it. You you give them a five year big deal. You've got the cap space. You can pay a bunch and you can get out of it in the last year or two, and it's not that bad. Well, he'll be thirty thirty one, and you can move on. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I just. I mean, it, the other problem with front loading is. Uh, I mean, you're right. The Texans are in a unique situation to be able to do that, but um, to front load a contract for him. You're kind of your 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 Super Bowl window starts day one with a quarterback like that. That's because true. Because again, you you do want the first three years to work, and then if you cap strap yourself to pay for him, it's like, well, then how do you get the other weapons? It, it would have to be someone like Miami or like a San Francisco, who's you know, and I don't think they have the cap room, but it have to be someone like that where they're like, well, all the weapons are already in place. Yeah. You know, we just needed the the guy. Yeah. And now we'll sacrifice the next three years of, of youth because we've already got the guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wouldn't it's hate gonna it. Be interesting. I wouldn't hate it it's for the dolphins. Yeah. Yeah. So just imagine, I guess how hard that contract's going to be to negotiate for the, for the new team saying like, well, dude, you're, <laughs> you're this, like you can, you're not getting 50 million. You're going to get like 40. And he's and with and from what I hear, he's a pretty proud dude. He wants it all, so uh, I think that's going to be a hard contract. So yeah. it's going to be a good one to watch this off season. It's going to be really interesting. Yeah, I agree. Um, that is the only other thing I can think of is that now Greg Roman is an offensive coordinator, um, which also could be a move to help Lamar Jackson. Just because Greg Roman, his first year is amazing. Like he will turn a, a team around, and he'll be a great, you know running offensive coordinator and then the passing comes up and that's where he kind of falls apart. And unfortunately during, you know, this, this kind of iteration of football, it's much more passing and you just can't, the, the running just doesn't work as long. He probably needs to be a pass, a, a run coordinator more than an offensive coordinator, but he's now going to be available to go somewhere. And I'm sure someone will pick him up. He's done well. Um, but that's another thing is maybe another quarter, the Ravens, 
he they somehow they franchise Lamar Jackson. Although he, I think he said he's not going to play under franchise tag, didn't he? He said he wouldn't, and 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 I want to point out too. One of the things with Greg Roman is that, uh, I mean, J.K. Robbins got in a fight with him on the field. Dobbins. Uh, this last game, what did I say? Robbins. <laughs> J.K. Dobbins, yeah, uh, because um, he wasn't being used. Like they were, yeah. they were running the ball at the at first and three or whatever that was, third and three at the goal line with uh, with Huntley, and he's like, "Dude, I'm right here. Yeah, <laughs> I've been nicked up, yeah, but I've been playing hard all day." Like he's just like he's very frustrated with his lack of a workload, which is kind of the opposite of most running backs. But yeah, he's frustrated with his lack of workload, and uh, and. I think RG three came. It was RG three came out and he said, "Look, he goes, man, I watched Greg Roman for a long time, and his whole style of offense is solid. It's really great, but it's based on uh, creating lanes for running backs to run. It's all about building a, an, an incredible run game, and the tight ends just feast uh, based on the system. It's it's a system that." does not utilize a ton of receivers never has no matter where he's been and that's why you can't get wide receivers to go to free agents to join baltimore because mm, they know they're not going to get the ball yeah yeah and he said I've, I've known that you know everybody's known this about greg roman and but it's fine he's like it's a very successful offense you know there's nothing wrong with it but he's like but then if you lose your running back like you did with with jk uh getting mad at him he's like then then what are you yeah <laughs> You're running, you're running game coordinator, and your running backs to hate you. Like, it, maybe it's time to go yeah. and try something different. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting of RG three to chime in because he was a backup there forever, so he knows yeah. Greg Roman well. And he, yeah, he's like, he, he, I think he was under the impression that maybe it was time for Greg Roman to go as well. Well, you would also have to have a really good defense in that system because you're not set up to play from yep. behind, really. If it's a power running scheme like that, you're just lucky to Lamar Jackson. It has this, you know, big play ability, ability whether it's with his legs or his arms. And uh, imagine if they kept him and they got Bijan Robinson. <laughs> oh my God, that would be unbelievable. <laughs> In that system, that I would mean, be Jesus. unreal. But Greg, Greg yeah. Roman, I mean, I would still like to see it with Greg Roman gone, but that would be incredibly interesting. I want, I want Bijan Robinson to go to the Bills. I don't know if he lasts that long. Uh, I in don't the draft, think he will. But man, that would be interesting to see what they look like with a running back. Somebody, I was reading. Uh, they were t- I was, I always get interested looking at the NFL comps, which, which you know, they're never totally, you know, they're mm-hmm. never accurate, but they do kind of a good job of telling you that the style he's best utilized in, right, of offense. Mm-hmm. And, but I was reading about Bajan Robinson, and it said, uh, NFL comp. It said Saquon Barkley in parentheses. This is not a comp. This is Saquon Barkley in a new uniform. <laughs> <laughs> it said it's a carbon clone of Saquon Barkley. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be like, unbelievable. I think he's bigger yeah. than Barkley, though, isn't he? <laughs> I don't remember, but he's, he's just saying, like, he's like, this is the exact, you are getting Saquon Barkley on your team. That's yeah. that's what drafting this dude is. I was like, dude, that is that's a big, this is big words. Yeah, that is big. Um, all right, let's move on to the four games this week. Um, they're going to be pretty good, I think, except for one. So, I, Although Vegas has it pretty spread out. So the first one is Jags at the Chiefs. The Jags are getting a whopping 8.5. The over-under is 53. You and I have both taken Chiefs and over. Oh, I forgot to do coin. I forgot to do coins picks. I'll have to do that. How uh, dare you? I know. I can't believe I forgot coin on this one. Um, the good news is... I can ask him right now and he can tell me uh you made this your lock um i 
I almost made it my lock. The only thing is that eight and a half. Like, of course, the Chiefs seem like I they know. would blow people out. They've had a bye week. They might come out a little bit rusty in the first half. Um, the Jags, after a big emotional win last week, probably come out and stutter, or or they get they get a bunch of confidence. I mean, usually if someone wins a big emotional game the week before, I bet against them the following week. But in the playoffs, it's just a different animal. Here's my prop for this: if uh, if the Jaguars lose, the world blames the Waffle House. If they win, they become Waffle House sponsors. <laughs> Where did you get this from? <laughs> Have you not seen all the Waffle House news this week? No. Oh man, it's been national coverage. In fact, the first five questions this week about in the press conference about this upcoming game were all Waffle House questions. I did not it, see it was, that. It was hilarious, yeah, because immediately after the win, Trevor Lawrence took the O-line and a bunch of the team out to the Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. They became the first uh, table ever that was reserved, as Trevor Lawrence's wife or girlfriend uh, called ahead and uh, and reserved tables. They're like, you, you want a reservation? <laughs> the Waffle House? <laughs> She's like, yeah, you know, there, there's some football players and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll rope off a section. That's fantastic. They, they did. Yeah, everybody loved There's viral video of them all walking into cheers from the Jacksonville Waffle House. It's oh, I've got to see man. that. That's fantastic. you got to check it out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know you're not as big on Trevor Lawrence as I am, but I think he's going to end up being. That he won just, me over. He keep, well, but as a football player, like, he keeps getting better and better. Like, it, it, last year was such a calamity, and he started off a little bit slow this year, but he's just gotten better and better. I know he had four interceptions in the game last week, but that just kind of goes to show, like, how many quarterbacks come back from four interceptions to end up leading the team to a victory? Yeah, it's it's really rare. No, I, I'm i impressed by the guy's quarterback. I, I just <laughs> – I have a mental block that – that fails to believe it's kind of like with the Browns forever. Like I fail to believe they're actually finally now good until I actually see the, the proof. But uh, th- I'll tell you one thing, if they beat the, if they beat the chiefs or they even get like a, make it a really close game, uh, the world's going to be on notice from yeah. there out. Cause yeah, that was, I mean, he was almost cut <laughs> at halftime. Like I have to believe people in Jacksonville were like, do we, do we cut him? No, because you don't have <laughs> a. He's still the best picks option. In the first half, four picks. Mm-hmm. Like that's just horrendous. And I'm I'm being facetious a little bit about cutting him, but I mean he was the laughing stock of the NFL. Like Twitter, I, all I was getting these notifications from Bleacher Report that Twitter and you know all these other things are blowing up about everybody clowning Trevor Lawrence and the Jags, and four and three. It was three interceptions in the first half and then it became four interceptions in the first half and i was like my god mm-hmm. and then yeah i mean i i talked to some people the next day and like three people i know turned off the game or went to bed and uh had no idea that they came back in one till the next day and were like wait what <laughs> this is unbelievable i yeah. mean why would you keep watching that but yeah he he had an unbelievable amount of confidence on the sideline and he got him back into it and good for him that's Really impressive. Yeah, I'm actually buying into the Jags just because, I mean, we kind of talked about this before. The two things you need are a quarterback and a coach that you believe in. I mean, I believe in Doug Peterson and just in one year what he's done and what he did with the Eagles. And then with Trevor Lawrence, everyone, I mean, he was like, he was the, since he was a, a true freshman, he was the candidate for everyone was, you know, tanking for Trevor. And then... Sure. Urban Meyer came out and was just a catastrophe, but since then, Trevor's gotten better. I mean, this is essentially his rookie year. If anything, last year was, 
I don't know what the opposite of training camp is, but I feel like the last year was the opposite of training camp. It just like instead of getting better, it just like covered him in rust. And this year he's just he's knocked that off and gotten better and better. I, I think the Jags, I'll be honest, I think they're gonna be they're gonna be the division winners for at least the next three years. Well, you just made me sick. Good uh, job. Well, well, I know. On Friday. So <laughs> you made it your lock. Um and I just did the coin flip while you were talking, and Chiefs and over for coin as well, which it seems like everyone's doing that. The eight and a half is a lot, but Chiefs in Arrowhead um, is going to be tough. Do you see this being a blowout and then garbage time points, or you think it's going to be? I mean, it's it's eight and a half, so it's it's going to be a big win no matter what. But yeah, I, I don't see how. I don't see how that uh, that it's a. Anything other than I think I mean it's gonna be at least ten points. At yeah. least the, the uh, Jags secondary more. is so bad. Yeah, I think it's gonna be more. I think, and, and I mean the good news is it's not. There's no Tyree Kill this year for the team, but mm-hmm. still they're gonna. It's Mahomes, man. It's Mahomes. It yeah. is the off season. He's gonna have a big game. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the other number one team. That's Giants at the Eagles. The Giants are getting a whopping seven and a half over unders forty eight for the divisional matchup. Um, you and I differ on this, so I think the Eagles will win, but I've taken the Giants and under on this one. I'm going to, I'm going to take the seven and a half points. I think their, their defense is good. I think they can kind of match up with the Eagles. Jordan Davis has been pretty injured lately, um, and pretty nicked up. So I don't know if he can, when he's injured, that run game suffers. And I I think they're going to have, they're going to help with that. Um, I'm looking at. They're, they don't have a ton of people that are out on IR. Avante Maddox is the only other one I've seen that has been ruled out for Saturday's game, which is still something. He's you know he's a cornerback that they've had there for a long time. Sure. Um, on the Giants side, I think they're. I mean, the game last week I think kind of nicked him up a little bit. Azizo Jalari is questionable with a. Uh, a quad injury, but I think he'll end up playing. Um, other than that, I think that's about it. They don't have they don't have the weapons for it to be a shootout, um, which is I think why they're going to try. I mean, it's really their only option is to grind the ball with with Jones, Daniel Jones, and, and Saquon. But I don't know. Do you think this is just a straight up blow? I mean, you have Eagles and under as well, so you think it's an under. The only one that took over was coin and uh he went with me on the giants how do you see this game going <laughs> yeah i it, the only chance the giants have is barkley just has a day yeah <laughs> um and burst through some of that injured interior d-line but the um yeah i don't i don't see a world where they can air it out with the eagles considering the secondary of philly so uh so yeah i think it's uh it's philly's game i think they went handily but uh i, I still don't doubt Kafka can put something together for an offense, but uh, I, I still have to go under. Yeah, I don't blame you. I, I don't feel comfortable taking the Giants in this one, um, just because the rest of the Eagles. But another thing is Jalen Hurts has been hasn't played in a few weeks and has been nicked up, and we'll see how much of him we get. Um, but he's expected to play this week, so yeah, You're get all the Hurts. This is gonna. Be, yeah. This is I, that. This is one of the. I mean. This I think other than Jags Chiefs, which I'm just I'm I think morbidly curious about the all the other games I think I'm interested in. I don't feel super confident um, in a lot of them, 
um, even though we have to make a lock and a solid pick. Um, and the next one is one of my solids, and that's Bengals at Bills. The Bengals are getting five and a half. The over-under is 48 and a half. I had the Bengals and over on this one, but I switched it to the Bills. Did you? Yeah, just because, <laughs> well, I was starting to look at the injury report, and yeah. Alex Kappa, their guard, and Jonah Williams, their tackle, um, neither one of them practiced on Wednesday. Keep an eye on that. If they don't practice, if they, I don't know if they practiced yesterday. But if they're missing their starting guard and tackle, that's an issue because the one thing the Bills' defense can do is bring the pressure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's. I, I just I don't. I'm going to be honest with you. This is the one that was just a gut feel for me. Yeah. Um, I can't say I have all kinds of science behind it, but um, Burrow does play incredibly well in the postseason even though we've really only had one postseason uh, of him but uh i think he's a really stout player but the bills seem to play well against the Bengals. um i think josh allen last week despite the team not playing their best josh allen had some incredible throws i just i think he's i think he's ready to have a big i think he's due a big game i think we're going to see a lot out of him this week and like you said with the nicked up Bengals, i just I just have a feeling the Bills are finally going to make a, a case for why they deserve to be in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Coin has taken Bengals and over, so we all think it's going to be a pretty high-flying game. Um, I don't, for sure. Yeah, I don't see that being shocking. So you offered me the prop bet of uh, Mixon over under 100 rushing yards. I will take the under. If it was all purpose, I think I would take the over. Um, yeah. But for 100 rushing yards, I'm taking the under. He just has not rushed that well this year. He's been utilized all a decent I mean, amount he's of had games where he had a couple hundred in a game. Yeah, but uh, then multiple times. But then the next week so. he would get like thirty. Yeah, yeah. So you never know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah, I think Matt Milano play is playing well, and that that helps that Bills run deep big time. I mean, that's kind of his specialty is being able to stop that run. Um, next is the Cowboys at 49ers. So I made this my lock. You made it a solid pick. Um, the Cowboys, here's a few things. Demarcus Lawrence is questionable. I think he plays. Jason Peters is questionable with a hip issue, although I think he plays. And J. Ron Curse is uh, questionable. He was a limited participant with a knee injury, but I think he plays. Um, the 49ers, I think, are just more overall like buttoned up. Like That defense, I think, is going to be pressured to a nicked-up Cowboys offense. And I think Dak is... I think Dak is good when everything else is perfect, but I don't. I don't think it, he's. Gonna, I think he's going to have a have to throw in a phone booth. I don't think that's going to work for him. Um, Nick Bosa Peters, wasn't Peters out last week. Uh, he. I thought he started to play and then got injured halfway through the game. Was it halfway? Okay, I, I thought, thought so. I thought it was really early, but maybe maybe I'm totally. You wrong. may be right, but um, still okay. that offensive yeah, no. line being nicked up against a 49ers yeah. defense, which is the best, probably the best in the in the league, is a big deal. And, um, I, I mean, I took under, Coin took under, you took over, but we all went 49ers. Um, what makes you think this is going to be over? I mean, it's 46. We're all eating the point, I, the four points from the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys will pull up. He's not, Dak's not going to play like he played last week anyway, just because last week is maybe the best game he's ever played in his career, including college. Last week was like <laughs> I've never seen Dax play like that ever before, um, and and I'm not just talking stats. Like he played really well, and I, I mean, the likelihood that his two best games ever are back to back, I doubt. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, I think, and then like you said, some injuries. 
but he's still going to put some points up. I mean, they're good at putting some points on the board. So I'm not, I'm not worried that they'll put up some points. I just don't think they can keep up with the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah. You may be right on that. Um, I mean, it's implied and the Cowboys, that's an implied total of uh, 19 points from them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's about, yeah. I mean, I think, and and also, I mean, their coordinators are going to be up for jobs. (laughs) Well, Dan Uh, Quinn already is. Yeah. 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 Is Kellen Moore still the OC there? Yeah. He's still the offensive coordinator. And there was rumors that he was going to start getting head coaching jobs soon here. I mean, he's just so young. I mean, we'll see. Although that's not a a barrier anymore is that, um, young, I mean, young coaches get jobs all the time. What is it? Sean McVay's just now 36. And you look at Mike, Matt LaFleur and Stefanski and all these guys. It's, I mean, that's not a thing. That's not a, it's not a shot in the dark that he gets that, but he was a hot commodity last year. And this year, you're just not seeing as much. Maybe after the Cowboys get blown out, uh, he'll be able to start taking some calls, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, I offered you the prop bet of Dak one and a half turnovers, and you took the over on this one. Okay, so I thought that's a TDs. Because uh, <laughs> I'm doing this on my phone. <laughs> right when he said it out loud, I'm like, say what now? <laughs> Who did what? <laughs> Who did what? Uh, yikes. Um, I'll give you, I'll let you change it. I'll let you change it. Yeah, I got to go under, man. Okay. Uh, I, I think it's one. Okay. I think it's one. I, I think there will be turnovers, but I think caused by Dak, it'll be one. Okay. Uh, I could I could see them fumbling a couple times too, because 49ers are good at forcing some fumbles. But yeah. <laughs> I really thought you said TDs. That didn't look like an O to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that line. Just... I think yeah, I could see a pick, and I think I see a fumble in this game. Yeah, 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 for sure. But but I think more than likely it's going to be Pollard or Barkley fumbling. Um, Dak Dak still can run the ball a little bit, but he just doesn't do it nearly as much. And why would you? Yeah. When you have two running backs like that. So yeah. Fair yeah, that's yeah, true. it is a good line, though. Um, that is all we have for this week. Uh, if you were into movies and TV, our award show on Potty Pod Cinema is next week. Come check out that. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday to kind of recap all the games. And then we're going to have our award show for the for the NFL coming up here pretty soon that we get to put together. So stay tuned for that. Um, our SBs. All right. Yeah. Until that time, may the ACLs be with you. And also with you. <laughs>